It's the Crack House Podcast with Mike and Muskie. It's nine o'clock. It is time for the Crack House podcast. My name is Michael Sullivan. Joining me as always, Chris Muskie Muscalino. What's up? I'm every woman. What's up, amigo? Hot time, summer in the city. Summer. What's good, man? Nah, nothing much. Nothing much. Just really enjoying the heat. The summer. The summer is officially here, man. Fourth of July's here. Monday. Fourth of July's. Enjoy your Fourth of July. You know, harking back to better times, hopping over the fence, Storia Park, July fireworks in Storia Park. Remember those days, Mike? Yeah, people sneaking in the pool at night, jumping the fence. There it is. Remember that one? (laughs) Tag team. That was tag Tag team, right? Back again. Yeah. Remember that whole thing in Central Park or one of the pools where they were. uh, this one summer it was like a big thing to like rip off the girls' clothes and sing that song. It was a whole thing in the paper, if you remember. Did they sing that? So was it a song they sang? I don't know. I thought yeah, it was, it was just... a song. It was a big thing. I remember reading in the post. You know, they were doing it like in the you know the really bad places and stuff, getting themselves all sorts of trouble. You know, um, good times, man. Good times. Not that that was a good event or good times, but just overall, it's good with you, man. Nothing much. Same old stuff. Uh, like I said, uh, I finished up Broadway this week, had a great time. Um, hopefully I'll be back soon. Um, I just got booked at Governor's July 10th. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, what am I doing? I think the seven o'clock show, July 10th at Governor's. So other than that, nothing much really going on. I mean, a bunch of movies came out. The Elvis movie came out, right? I didn't get a chance to see it, Mike. I was going to see it tonight. I'm definitely going to probably see it over the weekend. Um, overall, the the the, uh, the reviews were good. I mean, I got a, a good buddy of mine. I guess he's in my fraternity, and uh, he's a big Elvis guy. You know, one of these Elvis impersonator guys. We had one in my family, too. God rest his soul, Victor. But um, he didn't like it. He's a really, really big Elvis fan, but everything else I've read talks about it really being pretty good. The family but, life. But it. now, okay, okay, why didn't he like it? Did he get what was his reasoning for not liking it? He said that he's like a really big Elvis fan, and he is, and he's really into the music. Like I like it too, but he like takes it to a whole nother level. And he said it really didn't move him. You know, he goes, it kind of glossed over the stuff. Some of the stuff that you pointed out, like, I don't think it goes into the, you know, the underage stuff with, with the wife. Yeah, this is definitely not. Yeah, we were talking about it. Yeah, like the stuff we talked about last week. It's not going to go into any of the negatives that Elvis was. You know, I think for new Elvis fans, you know, for casual fans, I think you really, you know, from what I get from the reviews, I think that you'd really like the movie. I think for like a deep, you know, like a heavy duty Elvis guy, like an Elvis impersonator type person. 
I think you could find faults with that, but that's like me watching a movie of my favorite band, you know, like, you know, if I saw something about the Stones or the Clash or, or the Beatles forever, and, you know, it was, you know, things were glossed over. You know, yeah, yeah. With it too, but, you know. But, uh, like, yeah, you got to realize, too, they want to make it entertaining. They yeah, don't that's want, part you know, of it. And, and, and my, most people know the Elvis story to begin with. Right. You know, he's been he's been dead for 40 years, over 40 years, almost 50. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean. Yeah, it's 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 been a long time since Elvis left the building, so everyone knows his story and everyone knows what he did and what he was famous for, what he was infamous for. So I listen, I, I like I like the fact that, you know, from what I gather, it, it kind of focuses on the relationship between him, him and Parker. It goes into the mystical part of Elvis, how Elvis got involved in music. You know, Elvis grew up in a really, you know, for those that don't know Elvis, which you probably have to be under a rock for the last 50 years. You know, he grew up in a really bad part of Memphis. You know, um, you know, he went to like really, you know, heavy duty African-American churches, you know, heavily involved in gospel and stuff. And that's where he cut his teeth, you know, in terms of like, you know, his music, you know, uh, a lot of it, you know, the black community has been saying for years and rightfully so that a lot of music, including his, was ripped off from them, you know, going back to the blues. And um, I like I like them showing the connection part. You know, a lot of these rock biopics, Mike, you know, even like mm -hmm. Queen and stuff, even my screenplay that I'm I'm writing about Strummer, I like the ins and outs on how these bands came came apart. You know, I was talking to a couple of buddies of mine a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about Get Back, you know, the Beatles, you know, we, we covered that last year. And, you know, I could have done without nine hours of the Beatles, right? But. Oh, yeah. Here's the deal. It was riveting to watch how Paul McCartney came up with music. Like all of a sudden he's talking in tongues and two seconds later, he's got get back, you know? And well, like, you know, the queen doc, you know, the queen movie, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're watching like the ins and outs of the bands and his, you know, alternate lifestyle and all that other stuff. And then boom, he's getting to a fight with them. And all of a sudden you got another one bites the dust. So I'm into that kind of stuff. So I'm, for that reason alone, I really am into watching the movie, you know, regardless of the kind of reviews that, you know, I've seen one way or the other. But that's just me. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'll probably wait for it to come out on HBO. Streaming or Hulu services. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Strange just came out. I went to go see it two weeks ago in the movie. I should have just hung out. <laughs> the movie was an abomination. The movie was horrible. We got uh, one of our buddies, uh, one of our uh, local buddies, a uh, group that we hang out with. They're doing a watching party for the Stranger Things finale tonight. I guess that's like two hours. I'm not fully caught up. You know, I've been telling you off air that I'm probably, I'm, I'm almost done. I'm like season four right now, like in, into the second or third episode. So I didn't want to really go, you know, and watch it, you know, obviously jumpstart it. But that seems to be a big thing. Um I don't know about you. Have you uh, have you caught up with that? Or are you? No, nah, I'm still like on the third season. OK, I just got a like I was watching what I watched today. I watched the boys. I didn't even finish that. The new episode came out. Right. It's getting like uh, I think they're like seven episodes in now for this season. So there's probably like three left, if anything. So it's starting to wind down a little. You're starting to get into the origins of like certain characters and why they are the way they are. And, the boys, right? Yeah, I'm not going to give away too much because I know you're only on like the 
ooh, excuse me, like the first or second season of it. But um, I wanted to go see this other movie called Fourth of July. Um, but I think it's only coming out in like limited release. And it, then I think it's going I think it's going to go to streaming right after that. It's what uh, Louis C.K. It's like his comeback. He's directed the movie and uh, it stars this guy, Joe List, who's a real funny comedian. He wrote the movie with Louis. And uh, it's getting all these amazing reviews right now. They it actually played, I think, last night at the Beacon Theater. And uh, supposedly got amazing reviews. Oh, I actually went. Well, last night I actually went to go see a play or musical. I saw the musical of Mr. Saturday Night with Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, man. Nice. Damn, he's old, man. He got old. He's close to 80, I think, at this point. Mike. I think he's in his like mid 70s when I yeah, checked he's like it. Yeah, my dad's age. Like and that. like uh, the other guys in it, too, from the movie, David Pamer, he got really old. <laughs> like he's like, wow, old. And I mean, the movies, uh, the play is good. It's based on the movie. Uh, I haven't seen the movie in over 20 something years, but it wasn't bad. Billy Crystal still has it. He's still funny. I think he's one of the, you know, one of those like old school comedians, very funny stuff. Um, I like Billy Crystal, man. It, yeah, it's basically the movie. You know, it's just a musical a version. Between, like 84 and like 89. You know, he wasn't yeah. in like an, that Eddie Murphy class, but, but he was close, man. He had a good run. Yeah, the guy made a lot of great movies. Um, Running Scared, right? Um, uh, the Cowboy movie, right? Where he played. With oh, the, yes. Um, the two City Slicker movies. Right. You know, uh, analyze this, analyze that. I mean, he's had a nice run. He's had a great with, career. Uh, with the chick in the, in, in the diner, right? And oh, Harry met Sally. Right. Yeah, he's had, like I said, he's, yeah, he definitely, he's Not had a cats. nice run. He had a place up on the downtown in the village. No, Cats is Deli. It's down oh, in was the it east. Cats? Yeah, on Houston. Yeah, yeah great. He, another, another guy, Long Island Royalty. I think he's a Long Beach guy. Yeah, we talked about it last week, man. I mean, he's up there. He had a nice run, man, for about five, ten years. You know, some simultaneously with Billy Joel, you know, Billy Joel, I think, kind of re reached his peak in that time period, too. You know, I mean, he had a run in the 70s, but, you know, I think they both kind of both Billy's both from Long Island. I think Well, I think Billy Joel peaked earlier, like, well, got on the scene earlier. I mean, Billy Crystal's known for soap. It was a, he was the first gay person on TV, technically, like open gay person. Billy when Crystal? He, yeah, when he was on soap. When he was on the show Soap. Right. He, he was a character. I think his name was Buddy. He was the first openly gay character on TV. It's like seven. Crystal's not gay, though, right? Last time I checked, no. OK. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it, folks. I'm just checking. You know, I know it's but, Pride Month or well, Pride Month was last month. I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, he was like the first character openly gay on soap, the show. And then uh, then he kind of disappeared a little bit. He almost got on the first. He was supposed to be on the first season of SNL and got cut like the day of taping. He had a nice he run on Saturday Night Live. No, he only had one year. He, he he was part of that crew that had one year. That was a year. The year he was on, it wasn't Lorne Michaels. They brought in like all these like kind of semi celebrity known people like Christopher Guest, him. Martin Short, I think, was on that year. They had like semi named people. They lasted one season and then they got rid of that cast. I don't think it's close, Mike, but who do you think? I don't even think it's a legitimate question, but I'll ask anyway. Joe Piscopo or Billy Crystal? 
What? No, Billy Crystal. Right? What do you mean? Like, st- like but what just is in the- terms of career, just like overall? No way, man. Billy Crystal hosted the Academy Awards. Like, yeah, it's Crystal, right? Seven he's- times or whatever. And I yeah. mean, he's had that career. Joe Piscopo, he had a he got a quick spark in the 80s. And then, you know, I know he had a cancer thing, too. Joe, Piscopo. Yeah, he had a cancer thing. He had the stand up thing. He did a Saturday Night Live run. He made a couple movies. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. Like post SNL. He had like one or two movies and then that was it, man. And then he kind of like I said, he got he got cancer. He popped up. I remember seeing him popping up on like a law and order. And it was like, oh, shit, it's Joe Piscopo. Yeah, man. He did a great Sinatra, though. I'll tell you that much. Oh, he was funny when it was like him and Eddie Murphy doing like Sinatra and uh, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder, right? Yeah, they were there. You know, he was. But he did. He is black. And I am white. He uh, he hated Phil Hartman's, I think, uh, Frank Sinatra. No, I, I didn't give any credence. I like Phil Hartman. He was a funny guy. God rest his soul. But. You know, Piscopo, Piscopo nailed it. Yeah, but Piscopo did it to be like he loved Frank Sinatra. I think Sinatra got pissed at him, if I'm not mistaken. But like Phil Hartman did it out of like vitriol. Like he was right, like, right. fuck Frank Sinatra. This is a guy that's hooked up in the mob and had people roughed up. And like, I'm the I'm the greatest guy. He was like he was fucking with Sinatra. <laughs> well, like Joe Piscopo, they 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 showed him an interview. He's like, well, I really I really wasn't a fan of Phil Hartman Sinatra. And mine was more of a, a tribute to him. I'm a big Sinatra fan, Mike. So I I never really was into I didn't take I, I didn't my takeaway from Hartman Sinatra wasn't what you just said, although I don't doubt it. But I, I didn't like his portrayal of him at all. I thought Piscopo was funny. Well, I mean, the whole thing with Hartman, well, it was just supposed to be like, I'm going to expose this guy for like, you know what he is. Right. Yeah. Like, I'll have you roughed up. I'll take you outside. And Jilly and Tommy, are going to stomp you in the alley. I've read Sinatra's biography. I've read Joe DiMaggio's biography by multiple people. And, you know, for two Italian icons in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and stuff, those guys hated each other. DiMaggio, really? DiMaggio hated him. Hated him beyond belief. No. He blamed him for Marilyn Monroe, basically. He basically um, he blamed him for introducing her to the Kennedys and that whole that whole element, you know, that mob element. And he says that if if Sinatra didn't introduce her to the Kennedys and the mob and all those other people that you know he introduced them to, she would still be alive today. And oh, so really? Kinda, yeah, he blames her. He blamed her up until you know f- you know for, for the death, you know, for Marilyn Monroe's death. Couldn't stand him. Absolutely couldn't. And listen, DiMaggio was no angel, too. You know, I've read some stuff and I like Joe D, but apparently he wasn't the greatest guy in the world. You know, yeah, I watched him in that Mickey Mantle documentary that Billy Crystal actually directed. Right. That one sixty one. And they shit all over him. Like he treated he treated Mantle like shit. And like his rookie year, 52 or the 53 series where they there was a ball in center field. Mantle was playing center. uh, DiMaggio was playing center field because he wouldn't move off it. Kind of like Jeter and A-Rod, you know. And I guess what happened was he didn't call Mantle off in time and Mantle tore up his knee. I guess he hit like yeah. a ditch or a divot in the field and he tore up his knee and he was really never the same. You know, he was still great. Yeah. But like they, you know, the technology and the surgery wasn't what it is today. And when he ripped up his knee, his speed kind of really went away. The guy was like Mike Trout on steroids prior to that injury. And what they're saying was that it was Joe DiMaggio's arrogance, you know, number one, not to call him off. And number two, 
he probably shouldn't have been in center field. He probably should have been left field and Mickey yeah. should have been in center. It's just kind of like Jeter probably should have moved to second or third and let Erod play shortstop. But that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that's the same thing I heard about Mantle. He wasn't he wasn't exactly the greatest. Oh, you mean DiMaggio. nicest fella DiMaggio. Yeah, he wasn't the nicest fella when it came to that anyway. But, Speaking uh, of not great fellas, uh, looks like uh, one of our, uh, I guess, grade school icons seems to be wanting to make a run for the presidency of the United States. Mr. Private Parts, Howard Stern. Thoughts, Mike? I, I know you're probably a bigger Stern guy than I am, even though I enjoyed him as a kid. I enjoyed him up in through the mid-90s. He turned into kind of a dick the last couple of years, so I, I really don't care for him much anymore. But I just read it's him and Bradley Cooper. Well, that's what he's goofing on, right? Is his vice Bradley president. Cooper supposedly called him and said, I'll be your running mate. But what I heard was he wants Bradley Cooper because, quote, like the kid in Stranger Things, he's a chick magnet. It's true. Women, <laughs> that's how women, hey man, sometimes that's how women vote. But... And by the way, you know, for someone who's follically challenged, that kid in Stranger Things, you know, as they say in the rap world, no homo, has got great hair. I wish I had that kid's hair. That kid's yeah. Steve. Joe Perry or whatever his name is. It, it is a nice, it is a nice. I just want to throw that out there. You know, I don't want to get us off track or anything, but. Beautiful but I mean, Stern, I mean, he did this again. What was it? 94. He ran for governor and he was serious about it. <laughs> and then what happened was he had to disclose his financials and he, he immediately dropped out of the race. And he even said it on his show. He's like, I didn't know I had to do this. And I don't want everyone. Basically, he didn't want everyone knowing like how much money he had and how much money he was making and what he paid in taxes, because I'm sure he's another rich guy that, you know, has tax shelters and, you know, hides his money. Well, like every other rich person. So when it comes to money, you know, sports, politics, I really don't give a shit where you got your money. You know, I really don't. It's not mine. Yeah, that that's my take on it. My take with Stern is, look, I thought he was an extremely funny guy. I think he's probably a very smart guy. You know, he's a billionaire, well, close to it, like we like we talked about off air. My problem is, look, I know people obviously dislike Trump and, you know, they're very partisan one way or the other. But here's the deal. When you make comments about a whole swath of the population, you're kind of done with me. You know, so, I mean, you can't really do it one side or the other. And I can't really get past the fact that he's like, whether he said it in jest or not, you know what, if you're a Trump supporter, you should you should down bleach and you should all die. Hey, Howard, go after yourself. You're the guy that talked about, you know, Charles Grodin's tumor underneath his toupee and how you wish he died a horrible death. You're the guy, you know, you're an abortion guy now, you're pro-abortion. You were the guy in private parts that was making fun of your wife's fetus in the toilet bowl. So now all of a sudden you're growing a conscious and you want to run for president and you make all these statements on the left side of things. What? To be funny? To get votes? Uh, I don't get him. I really don't. Man. Well, he's a guy. I'm from a different perspective and stuff. But. Uh, he's a guy. He just leaned left because he knew. I think he saw the writing on the wall with like cancel culture and things like that. And realized if you keep going right or lean right in any way. If they want to kill you, they're going to kill you. I don't even think he and, ever leaved right, to be honest with you. And, and oh, I no, he did. I've seen him. 
I mean, he did a lot. I mean, you go back to his 80s stuff. I'm just saying there's a lot of homophobic stuff he does. Right. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. My deal is this. Look, don't kill me for, you know, quote, being ignorant or a bigot when you got skeletons in your closet or when you know most of his the fans that got him to where he was probably most of them lean right. I'll say that say for that. a fact. It's like, you know, these guys that walk around is like, oh, Mike, you're a racist. You know, you said this or you're. A oh, no, he got he got right. called out on the carpet for this a while ago. Like he right. went on The View and they called him out for all this and and, and they gave him a pass. Right. He's and one we, of those. He's one of those older guys that has been around and they gave him the pass. And he said, well, I did a lot of this in satire. Oh, OK. Oh, OK. Satire. Oh. OK. Like hey, he, listen, I laughed he, at had a show, he had a show on Channel 9 on network television where he dropped the end bomb quite a few times. That's what I'm saying. That That's my people, biggest. No, my no. Biggest and he got away with, with that. that. You hit it on the head. So, so, you know, guys like Trudeau or, you know, the guy on the late show. Hey, Chris, don't say the N word. Don't do this. Don't do that. You're a racist. To, listen, you've never had a black person in your house in your life. Wait a second. You're the guy that ran around with black fight, blackface at parties, at frat parties. But you're, you're lecturing me about being a racist? Come on, get you know. I, I have a huge problem with that. You know, I, I, we've hit it over the head. You know, Mike, throughout the year, you know, throughout the year or two. But I don't know. I saw that, and I, I don't. Well, he's not. This is to me. This is just him being a goof. You think it's I being know, a goof? Yeah, he's not gonna. Because I guarantee they're gonna tell him again. You got to release all your money and everything. <laughs> and he's gonna <laughs> right, be like, right, no, right. I'm not doing that again. So. And listen, when the country's not past it. I mean, we elected Trump. You had Jesse Ventura, you had Schwarzenegger, you know, I believe Clint Eastwood was a mayor, Sonny Bono was a mayor. There's precedence for it, you know, I mean. Um, I, I, I can't see him run. I can't see him taking any of this seriously. I think this is just him wanting to go on and rant. Now, he, this this will give him fodder on his show now for how many months till he wants to say, no, nah, I don't want to do it anymore. That's See, all it is. I mean, he did the same. He, he did the same thing when I, I remember when he did the same thing when he wanted to run for governor. I'm going to do this and I'll get rid of this and I'll get rid of that. And then it was like, well, let's see your financials. Now nah, I'm done. I'm out. He'll probably <laughs> do the same thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to money, I mean, what, what do you got to hide? I mean, he's worth 600 million on paper, 650, whatever the hell it is. Hmm. What, are you, what are you scamming the government? You're not paying taxes. I mean, I have no idea, but. People, and even if he was, I mean, to be to be honest with you, I really don't give a shit. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. Seem weird. But uh, on to other things. How about a little friend, Giselle Mix Maxwell? 20 years, but still no client list, Mike. Yeah, that's crazy. So I, I saw like one person tweet out and it was like one of the, the truest things. It's like she's going to go do 20 years for no one because no one's seen that <laughs> list. Nobody said nothing. Here's my deal. Where's the list, man? Where are those clients, man? It's that. I mean, I mean you want to talk about, you know, conspiracy theories and rabbit right. holes and everything. I mean, all, the only person that's been given up so far is who is it? Prince Philip. Prince Philip is thrown under the bus. That's it. He's the, he's the guy that's got to take it. And you got people on the left. Oh, Trump's on the list. And you got people on the right. Oh, Clinton's on the list. Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't give a shit who's who, but. Why is there no list? I mean, you guys, you could leak. <laughs> check this out. You could leak a Supreme Court decision on a major, major ruling. 
before it comes out, you can release grand jury testimony in Balco in 2001, but probably in the biggest scandal in the last 20 to 30 years, you get nothing on it other than a, su a quote, suicide of the main guy. And now this chick going to jail for 20 plus years and you don't get a peep. It's not even on the news, Mike. That's the craziest thing. Like you, you see. Such oh, yeah. It made the paper. That was it. There was like an article in the paper. Yep. She's getting 20 years. Goodbye. See you later. It's just so insane, man. It's this like is. Yeah. This is one of those. Like when you go in. Like I've listened to other podcasts about where they go down. Like Tim Dillon has gone down the rabbit hole on her. <laughs> and like the whole family is basically like connected to the Mossad. Uh, the father was a big deal. I mean, we all remember the father tried to buy the, the daily news back in the day. And like, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And then he just disappeared off a boat. Massad's no joke, man. Yeah. And uh, Israelis don't have for around. <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah. And and when you go back to it, like when you connect the dots back to them, they have it, 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 a lot of it goes back to them and their connections with the Mossad. So they always said she was an asset working for both the Mossad and the CIA. So was what's his face Epstein. They think she was the higher up. They think she ran the show that, you know, the poll thing with that island was to get high profile people on that island, get them in compromising positions, whether it's with and an underage girl, uh, maybe a same sex relationship, whatever. And then, boom, blackmail them. They yeah. said every room there was wired up. Everything was camered up. And it was Blackmail Island. Makes so, sense. Uh, so I think that's why we're never going to see a list. But that's No, I agree gonna... with you. I don't think you've ever seen a list. I'm I'm really surprised because I think you mentioned it when we last talked about it. I thought she would have ended up, quote, as a suicide, you know? I know she got put on the watch for a while. I mean, who knows? Like, this could be something too, man. Like she goes in, you know, like she's been in jail now for what, about a year? Yeah, close to it. Since they caught her. I could see her maybe lasting like maybe another two years before she's like, I want to make some kind of deal. And like, I want to name some more names. She's and then and then maybe little... she'll have an accident. <laughs> she's probably a little bit older than us. So what? She would be. I... No, she's like in her sick. I think she's like 60 years old. Oh, she's 60. She's. Yeah. Okay. I thought she was only like in her mid fifties or something. No, she's she's up there, Giseline. No, yeah. Who the hell knows, man? Maybe she'll uh, be like in one of these uh, posh, you know, uh, you know, minimum security places. Who knows? I just find it weird, really weird that no, there's really little to no media media coverage, and there was really no list whatsoever. No, it's it's like let let it go. It's it's gone. Speaking of another uh, high-profile celebrity going to jail, R. Kelly, I want to piss on you. 30 years. Well, Thoughts, Mike? I believe he can't fly. You believe he can't fly? <laughs> Dude, Dude, 30 years, man? 30 years, man. I mean, listen, I, I get what he did is heinous, but when you think about it, Giselle Maxwell got 20. That's cra I know, yeah, this woman trafficked children out of the United States to an oh island God. in the Caribbean. And listen, he's no saint. I'm not condoning what he's doing. Yeah, he thing. he's a weird dude, R. Kelly, to begin with. Yeah, he did a whole bunch of creepy shit with underage girls. You know, I mean, <laughs> fuck him. I don't give a shit about R. Kelly, you know. But I, it, it is weird, like someone gets 20, someone gets 30. 
this was yeah he was a creepy dude man like they, they went into that whole thing. Did you watch this, the documentary about him? I saw the documentary. And listen, that was he's not, crazy, he's not man. a nice like, guy, man. He's like really Leo and Yeah, he forged all those documents for that that girl, Aaliyah, when she was like 15 to get married or whatever she was, 15 he's or 16. Up, he's messed up. I'm just saying it's like, you know, you give 30 years like it's candy to this guy. But Maxwell gets 20 and you don't get any details on what she did. You know, yeah, or, it's all sealed up, man. This is like she's she's like the Kennedy assassination. I was just gonna say that. I was gonna mention they're, that they're just gonna seal it up for like fifty you're gonna seal years. It up for like fifty years. You're never gonna find. Oh it yeah, the, now you can see all the names because they're all. I mean, you would think you're gonna see the Kennedy stuff. I mean, I I think until we're long gone, you know, our parents are long gone, and even then, <laughs> you know, well, I mean, like who's still around, man? Very limited people, man. Very Dude, I did I did another podcast with Pat Dixon where we were doing like New York murders and deaths. And there was this woman, Dorothy Kilgallen, who was a reporter and she was reporting on the Kennedy death. OK. And there was like her and two other women, man, that had the weirdest deaths in regard. They were all somehow involved in the Kennedy assassination. Kilgallen was reporting on it. And these two other women kind of like knew, were friends with Jack Ruby and new people involved with it. And they all died weird, mysterious deaths. Oh, kind of like our friends, the Clintons. Oh, got some dirt. Oops, suicide. Oops, into a mountain. So, Oops. So, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those. And, it, and it's like, too, it's like one of those things you can just, the less information you got about, the, about what happened, the more you can make up what did happen. Yeah, man. You know, like, oh, well, maybe they didn't say this because of this. And that's why. It, so. <laughs> well, let's go back to New York City for a second. What, what's going on with our friend Rudy? Rudy Giuliani. We talked about this off air. So <sighs> I saw the video, man. 22 years ago, the guy, I said this off air, Mike. It's like 22 years ago, this guy's like the king of the city. He guides us out of 9-11. And listen, you know, I know he's probably guilty by association because he's Trump's lawyer and people don't like Trump. So automatically this, they dislike this guy. And look, I saw the video, too, and he, you know, listen, he definitely embellished it. The guy hit him on the back of the on, on the back. I mean, back, it, on the back, if you watch the said, video, yeah, it's harassment at best. Right, That's right. He basically said something to the effect. Hey, what's up, scumbag? You know, which is something maybe yeah. I would have said back in the day. You know, you, you know, listen, cool out, Rudy. But that said, I don't get the vitriol towards him, man, other than the fact that he was associated with Trump. That's the vitriol. That's the, the that's it. That's the. How do you go? How do you go from? 9-11 to that in 20 years. I mean, it's like, look, just because you're the guy's lawyer, I mean, it doesn't make you a bad look. There were people that I dislike on the left, but it's not because they're associated with someone that I dislike. It's like you got to do something, right? Hey, man, the guy, like I said, it's like if you were into the Nazi party and you didn't do anything, you didn't kill anybody. Yeah, you're in the yeah, Nazi party. It. You're still a Nazi. Yeah, he's with you. this guy. I mean, and it wasn't like he just joined his team. It's like, I'm your lawyer, man. I'm going to guide you through this. That's, that, the only that, thing I can, that's the only thing I can see really that would, would create that type of yeah. a couple comments on Facebook. I'm like, all right, listen, I, I get he I get he's a Trump guy. I get he was the lawyer and stuff. I know you probably don't like Trump, you know, not you personally, but I'm just saying the people that are read. But I'm trying to figure out what the hell did he do that was so heinous that all of a sudden he's a he's, he's involved with all of this shit with the January 6th with the fucking documents disappeared. He was the guy making documents like, oh, we don't know where these documents are. That was even before that. What exactly did he substantiate the fact that, you know, one one side of the country thinks that 
the election was rigged? That makes him a bad guy? No, that's no, 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 no. Him being with him just makes him a bad guy. That's, that's it. what I'm trying to say. That's it has nothing to do with the election. It's just half the people are going to hate him just because of that. Okay. Fair Rudy enough. Giuliani screwed him. If Rudy could have probably written his own ticket, if he would have just left office, stayed in the private sector, and just been a guy that shows up on like Fox News every now and again, he, CNN he, every now and again. I don't know if you remember, he ran for president and all. Yeah, I remember that. And he got like he nothing. Was, no, 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 you're wrong. He didn't get up, he didn't until, up until February. He was leading the Republican uh, for the Republican nomination. And all of a sudden, I, get, I don't know what the hell happened to him. He was leading up into South Carolina. He was leading in the, in the delegate votes. And all of a sudden, poof, the other guy, I think it was, uh, what's his face? Mitch Romney. Romney just yeah. blew past him. But he was leading that year, kind of like Clinton was leading too. Hillary was leading up until like April or, or the springtime, and then Barack blew by her. But both of them were leading up into that time, Mike. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, he kind of laid low. He kind of like, he was the 9-11 guy. And then he laid low afterwards, you know, after he lost the nomination. And then he popped up, you know, during the Trump administration. And I'm just like going through all the stuff. I'm like, well, wait a second. What exactly did this guy do that makes people, you know, say shit like that? Like, other than the fact that he's a Republican? Yeah, but I think, too, what what did him in in that primary, the primary started to go west. Right. He did not fare well in the west. No, you're right. That that was the problem. That's right. He he did. He had that East Coast secured. And then as he went further south, south, he he went down, started going further south and further west. And it started to do him. in. That's right. That's correct. Because let's face it, too. People hate New York just to hate hate New York outside. They hate it. Yeah. (laughs) Here's an Italian from New York. Like, I'm going to be your next president. No, you're not. You know, the fact that people probably hate him because he's a Republican, too. But DeSantis, I mean, he's got a knock against him. He's he's an Italian. Yeah. You know, people like him, though. But he's the new face. He's going to win the nomination. He's winning the nomination. I'll call it right now. He wins the nomination. Trump, if Trump was smart, he would just lay. You know, me low. and my wife were talking about it today, Mike. You know, for the people who are friends and family and people that watch this that lean left, if you thought what these people had and hatred they had towards Trump, DeSantis is a whole nother level. See, I, I my thing with DeSantis is he's I, Trump. I, he's Trump though, with like a war record and a lot more common sense. He does, and I and I, I, I think it's guys to attack him. I, it, it is, yeah. When he comes off, like you know, like hey man, yeah, we didn't. I told people they didn't have to wear masks. Look, look yeah, what happened. Record, right. No, it's going to be really hard for them. You know, look, I'd probably vote for Trump again if he ran, but I got to be honest with you, I like Ron. You know, I know people watching this are going to probably all oh, muskrat's a dick or muskie's a dick. Okay, fine. Get it. But I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to warn you people. <laughs> you thought Trump was bad. You didn't like him. If this guy DeSantis gets in, he is Trump. DeSantis is like two freaking deviations to the right. You you think what happened in terms of social issues was bad with the Supreme Court? Wait. You know, it, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I like them both, but. We'll see what and happens. The Rudy thing just kind of threw me for a loop. Yeah, it was. I mean, like, I, once you saw the video, once you heard it was like he got assaulted at a place in Staten Island. And then you saw the video and he got smacked no, on bullshit. the back. I mean, he got smacked on the back. I mean, come on, uh, let's let's call it what it is. I mean, it was bullshit. And then yeah. you got and you got the freaking mayor getting involved. Oh, you know, we should prosecute him for a false report. Hey, Eric, why don't you clean up the city? 
hey, maybe I can walk on the subway without getting pushed on the tracks instead yeah, of worrying no. about, you know, some washed up politician, you know, but I know we were going to talk about the 4th of July movies, uh, you know, for the folks out there. Oh, they grabbed the guy that killed that girl. Oh, yeah. Isaac Argro. Oh, the ex-boyfriend did it. That killed the 20 year old girl pushing the stroller. Nice. It was the ex-boyfriend. Three yeah. month old baby. What a little yeah, something about the subways, a little bit of crime in the city before we worry about other bullshit. You know, just saying, asking for a friend. I did take the train last night. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> it wasn't. I, w- I was shocked. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but lot it worse. actually wasn't that bad. Right. I don't think it'd be my primary mode of transportation these days, Mike, but I'll take your word for it. No, I, 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 sp- I take the train as sparingly as possible, but. Last night, I mean, I only went like five stops, so maybe that was it. I got into I was only like two stops in Manhattan. The rest were in Queens. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't that bad. Gotcha. Um, All right. They got a couple of minutes left. Plug away and uh, we'll get out of here. And have a happy Fourth of July to everybody. All right. We'll start off with Jay Cristiano, Cardinal Financial, 844-442-7334. Use the promo code 4215. Use the uh, magic word, Crack House Podcast. And uh, we got our buddy Mike, Mike Power, down in North Carolina, Celtic. Mikey, uh, Mikey, I saw uh, your picture with Brendan Ryan. I saw that too. Pretty cool, Mike. And if you're in the NC area, check his place out, Wilmington, on the coast. Got Tommy Devitt, five star shopping by Tommy nine one seven five five nine eighty two sixty four. You can also go to the Mad Donkey in Thirty Sixth Avenue in Astoria. Got me, DJ Chris Clash, www.chrisclash.com, Facebook page, Long Island DJ. Uh, Hit me up. I'm booked for July and August, but, you know, we'll see. And with that, we'll pass it along to Mr. Mike. Miguel, take it away. All right. uh, July 10th, I'll be at Governor's Comedy Club, 7 o'clock show, I believe. Uh, Yeah, you can go on Governor's uh, website. Governor's Comedy Club. I'll be there, like I said, July 10th, the seven o'clock show. Uh, what else do I got? Oh, yeah. Jack at I Can Paint, Pat Dixon, New York City Crime Report and Notorious NYC podcast that he and I do. Mm, that's about it. And I should just be uh, if I got other dates um, around the city, just check my Instagram or Twitter. Michael Sully comic and Broadway. That's about it, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Peace, everybody.